Masters of Innovation. Looking towards the future with anticipation. Raising up the technological conversation. From the east to the west and all across the nation. Technology is the cure, then we got the medication. We're the masters of innovation. The masters of innovation. We're the masters of innovation. The masters of innovation. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial CPA channel presents the Masters of Innovation. We're taking that deep dive in the knowledge needed to break free of the dogma holding you back. We're here with a cutting edge innovation. You need to rethink how you look at the world and how you look at the problems you're faced with. I'm Garrett Wagner, entrepreneurial CPA, and I'm joined by the man who cannot be defined by any title, Joe Brunsman. Now, Joe, last time we talked about the CCH breach, and today I want to kind of expand about that because we're very lucky at our firm, C3 Advisory, to have you as our insurance guy to call you with questions. And actually, in this case, you reached out to us before we can even call you on the breach and told us what to do. But I bet there's a lot of firms out there that have no idea that were down with the CCH breach and have no idea what to do from an insurance standpoint. Do they report it? Do they not? What are the steps? Because this is all new to us. This is the first major breach in the accounting industry. So that would be really useful to take some time and talk about this because it's important and it's lost and everything else we hear. So let's talk about that. What are the steps and what are firms need to think about? And then we'll go through you and we'll talk together what we do as a firm with your help. Sure, certainly. So, you know, the first thing that firms need to understand is that we don't actually know what happened. Right. We don't know if any information was stolen. Ideally, it wasn't. Uh, but, you know, on the insurance side, we are always kind of starting with worst case scenario first and then working our way forward. Because if we start with best case scenario, right, then people could have declinations of coverage and they're, you know, writing six figure, seven figure checks um, out of their business account. And we, we want to try and avoid that. Yeah, yeah, Joe, I'm not, we're not looking to write a seven figure check. Um, yes, you want, you want people writing you seven figure checks. I, ideally, I mean, if you can make that happen, then you're the magic guy. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Uh, but anyway, you know, so the, the biggest point here is that any firm that has a cyber insurance policy, and ideally every firm has something out there at this point. So let's, you know, can I pause and ask you this? Sure. I mean, I think hopefully, hopefully every accounting firm, even the sole practitioners around the United States, would be specifically the U.S., mm-hmm. have professional liability insurance. Exactly. And that's a pretty blanket statement that every, even if I'm doing tax returns out of my house, I should have professional liability insurance. Oh, oh absolutely. W- without question. But most firms don't realize they also need to have separate from that cybersecurity insurance. Exactly. So similar question, should every firm in the U.S. have cybersecurity insurance on top of the professional liability? Only if they use computers. Okay, okay, so perfect. (laughs) So for everyone out there listening that only uses their cell phone to watch us talk and everything else is like handwritten or abacus or like a 10 key, you're good. You only need professional liability. With the exception that some states consider physical losses of PII also to be, you know, covered under their their data breach laws. So I guess in theory, everybody should have something. Okay. So so really, if you're a CPA firm that has no technology and no clients and no records, you don't need insurance. 
you're good. Then okay. you're fine. Okay, so assuming you've got anything, you need professional liability and cyber insurance. Okay, perfect. All right, so you know, from there, um, you know, if, if, if I say it's a smaller firm and they have some sort of cyber type endorsement, um, you know, my recommendation is that they call their professional liability carrier, right, to at least report a potential claim. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of take this question from the dedicated cyber insurance policy side, yeah. uh, because I think most firms now have a dedicated cyber insurance policy. So, you know, with that, in that cyber insurance policy, just like in a professional liability policy, you have something called a potential claim. Mm -hmm. So with that, it's anything that could potentially bring rise to a claim during the policy period. So what so does that, that mean? Covers, yeah, and that covers the CCH breach where we, at this point, we don't know if anything got breached. And nothing, to your earlier point, they mm -hmm. may say a month, three months, two years, three, six years from now, nothing was breached and we're good. But what we did, what your recommendation is, we took hold, told, reported a potential breach to our insurance carrier effective immediately. As soon as we knew that, that CCH posted on a website, there was some kind of issue, we reported the potential breach. Absolutely. So the, the reason behind that is, you know, CCH right now, you know, they've already indicated that they've engaged a forensics firm to determine the scope and nature of that breach. So whatever the you know, final report of that forensic firm is gonna be, none of us are gonna be privy to that until it gets sent out. And none of us are gonna know what the final details of that are until it gets sent out. So the issue is you had the breach here mm -hmm. and then the forensics will come out sometime over here, right, to be determined. So in the middle of that, if your cyber policy renews, right, that is prime territory to have a declination of coverage from a cyber insurer. Okay. Yep. So why would they do that? Well, first of all, it's, it's just low hanging fruit because when you have sort of this like cyber get in or, you know, aggregated risk, cyber insurance companies, they, you can't model that yet. Like there's, you know, tomorrow the, the entire internet could go down and you, you can't model that. So, you know, with that, if they have a ton of claims coming in and they got a bunch of dollars going out the door, the first thing they're going to look at is, okay, how do we stem the flow of the dollars going out the door? And it's going to be firms that didn't think about reporting this as a potential claim to their insurer. So if I'm a CPA firm, I should really, and I'm a CCH customer with access, I mm -hmm. should report this breach immediately. Worst case, I've got to my, and I've got cybersecurity insurance, I've got to my cybersecurity insurance renews to report it. Once that renewal hits, the ship sure. sits. But really, I want to do it now or up to that point. But really, ideally, I want to do it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd recommend that you that firms start considering it right now. Because, you know, once again, we don't know how long that forensics process is going to take. And a, a computer system that large, I mean, it could take months. We have no idea. And there's, there's also provisions in the law where they can delay that notification to the firms at the request of law enforcement. So I am 100% positive that a breach of this magnitude um, you know, you've got DOJ in there, Secret Service, FBI, NSA, you know, probably government agencies we don't even know exist and units we have no idea exist, you know, all taking a look at this. I mean, possibly even international agencies, you know, as well. Oh, a oh absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so, so with that, I can tell from our side, Joe, when you had us do this, reporting the claim did not take very long. No, it really didn't. And What does that look like for firms? Okay, so 
you know, firms are probably going to get really kind of like two emails to start off with. Okay. So the first one is going to be, hey, we acknowledge that you reported this. So you're going to want to make sure that you get that if your firm is reported so that way your, your insurance yeah. company has affirmed it. The second thing you're going to get is going to be an email from a claims adjuster and probably a contact for a law firm that you can call for about an hour seems to be the industry standard uh, for free advice. Mm -hmm. So for most firms, they should probably just go both routes there, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to that attorney for an hour for free. Make sure that you have your questions kind of laid out beforehand. Um, and then you have to talk to the claims adjuster. And that process will take all of 15 minutes. Yeah, um, you know, for us, it, it, it took max 15 minutes with like five mm -hmm. minutes of small talk. Um, oh, certainly. Because you know, you know, yeah, once they, again, they asked us, like we're talking about here, they mainly said like, wait, was there an actual breach? No. Um, they already kind of knew the, the background for mm -hmm. the incident. We said, yeah, we don't know what happened. We were not aware of anything currently breached, but we're reporting a potential breach now to have a claim in. And they said, yep, perfect. You're good. It's on file. Um, if we know or you know, things will move forward. If not, you're good. Exactly. So, you know, the most important part that we did with you there is we preserved your policy rights. So if anything does come out that, you know, your client's information was stolen, at least you put the insurance company on notice, you've preserved your policy rights and the policy will respond to it. Right. Best case scenario is I just spent two weeks on like a hundred conference calls, burning myself into the ground and nothing happens. And that would be the ideal circumstance here. Right. Well, yeah. You got to plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. So really it's every CPA firm that was, that's uses CCH access that was touched by this. Just report this potential breach. Your rights are preserved. It's going to take you, if you don't do the hour call with the attorney, it's going to take you like 30 minutes, 15 minutes on the phone with Joe and his partner, 15 minutes on the phone with the claims adjuster. And you're done. If anything ever happens, you're good. Otherwise, yeah, if, if somebody, I get the, if I could just clarify real fast. So you talked about um, the access right program that firms can use, but for us, it's really because we don't, you know, intimately understand what information CCH stores and how long they store it for. So, you know, that's where firms need to take in consideration. Okay. You know, we've heard that sometimes CCH will store information for three years. Sometimes it's seven years, depending upon what the firm is doing. So, even if a firm has used CCH in the past, it, this still needs to be a consideration for them. So say they've switched over to another provider, CCH may still have information there and we just don't know. So it's better to be safe than sorry. You, you raise a good point right there. You know, a prime example is you use on-premise tax Well, the e-file system is in the cloud through CCH. Is that touched by this breach? Probably not. Um, we don't know, but to your point, the e-file system probably keeps records for three to seven years. Exactly. If you CCH for six years, onto somebody else, you should report a potential breach just to be covered. Just worth exactly. taking you're covered. So then, Joe, typical insurance question. If I report a potential breach, does that make my insurance cost more in the future? Um, it actually shouldn't in this circumstance um, because, you know, quite frankly, there's nothing a firm could have done really outside of using a different service provider to mitigate this risk, but there's no way that the average firm is going to be able to assess the cybersecurity of somebody like CCH. Uh, CCH is not going to release 
uh, any of their security audits to the average CPA firm. So it, it really shouldn't have any implication there. Um, we won't know for sure, uh, probably for another like six to 12 months, but I'd be shocked if they raise rates on a firm simply because they actually adhere to their policy and reported a potential claim. Perfect. So Joe, last question for you. People watching this inside a firm today, if they have not yet reported a potential breach, what do they need to do? So the first thing they're going to need to do is crack open that cyber policy, as painful as that may be. Uh, my recommendation is that you just do a quick control F and search for the ampersand sign or the little at symbol, right? That, that should take you to the first place where it's got an email address. Um, you know, start looking through there. That'll tell you who you would have to report that potential claim to so you can get that process rolling. Um, and also look to make sure that, you know, if you have any other kind of coverage feature inside of there. So, you know, generally bigger firms will have maybe some sort of dependent business interruption coverage. Yep. So there's a possibility, um, however remote, we're still trying to kind of work through all this, that the downtime, if there's any revenue that the firm lost, uh, because their dependent service provider, in this case, CCH, was down, that they could try and recoup those funds as well. So a lot of firms don't think about that. Um, the evidentiary process for that is uh, fairly extensive um, and not necessarily easy, but for bigger firms out there, you know, that, that's definitely a consideration. So, you know, it, it's highly conceivable you'd meet that sublimit of, you know, 100K, 250K. So at least try and, you know, get, get something out of this. Yeah, perfect. Joe, you know, I really appreciate you sharing this today, having this chat, and I appreciate you helping our firm through this because it's not easy to navigate this water. This is all new to us, so it was tremendously valuable to have you to rely on. And especially with this, you know, you guys, to your credit, you reached out to us before we reached out to you, which is what you always want out of your partner, someone's being proactive to help you. So if, you got, if you're watching, you got more questions on this, if you're not sure what to do, Reach out to Joe or myself, more Joe on this one. Joe, I'm going to get to toss all these questions here anyways, since this is your sure. um, Like I said, take it from me. If you need help with this type of stuff, if you want to make sure you can sleep at night, that your insurance and cyber needs are cared for, that you should have, that every firm should have, call Joe. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So as always, don't forget, click to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Stay up to date with all of our amazing shows. And as always, we challenge you today to take action to change the world and invest in yourself.